This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week. Grab a pint, get comfy and enjoy the show. Okay, so once again, it's uh, it's that time of the show where I speak to uh, the upcoming opposition. And uh, as we've got the upcoming opposition in the form of a cup game, it's uh, well, it's Morgan from the uh, from the Fulham podcast. What's the name of your show, sir? Uh, it's, it's the Fulham Focus podcast. Oh, that's easy to remember. Yeah. It's easy it to remember. Is, uh, yeah, original as that. <laughs> we've got about uh, four or five Sheffield Wednesday podcasts now, and uh, and I think I forget the name of my own. Uh, quite regular. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, my apologies if I sound a little bit croaky. I uh, I spent the night coughing last night, and uh, now I'm having a lovely ginger and lemon drink. So, um, you know, what you isolating after that? Yeah, that's it. You know, I, I think I think I might need to. I mean, I'm definitely kind of worried about that. Um, right then. So, uh, I'm going to jump into the big nine as uh, as per usual. So, uh, Morgan, first question as always is. Who's the player to watch? Who's the person to keep an eye out for in uh, in the upcoming fixture? I mean, who are you going to play? I mean, is it first time going to be out? Well, th- this is the thing. We sort of last week against Ipswich, we uh, played quite a strong team. So if he goes with that idea again, then you know we'll have the majority of our first team playing. Um, but given the fact that we only played Leeds, you know, uh, a few days ago, we've had another big game this weekend. I think he was blooding in some of the first-team players that didn't actually play against Arsenal in the first game. So I think he'll make a few more changes. But um, one player to look out for, if he does play, is this new right-back of ours called Kenny Tete. Uh, he looked really decent, uh, especially in his debut against Ipswich. He set, uh, put in the cross for Mitro's goal and that. Uh, so I think he's, he's definitely dangerous. But we uh, might be seeing Ayana, who's our new, another new right-back, turn right-winger playing. So he could be one to look out for. Obviously, if Mitro plays up front, you've got to look out for him because he's obviously our danger man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think his, his record speaks for itself. I mean, we used to have our own mini Mitrovic in uh, Ati Nuyu that uh, doesn't play for yeah. us anymore. So uh, I think those two would be one of the most... F- 
fearsome strike partnership somewhere for somebody in about five, six years in League One. Like, you know, like yeah. Wigan or something like that. You can just imagine it, can't you? Um, Leading the, the line at Scunthorpe and they'll be great. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, um, now, normally this next bit, we talk about the best place for an away pint. But obviously, like I keep saying, week in, week out, this is quite moot. Um, but with, you know, the away pint in... Uh, in, for Fulham is actually not too bad. I think it's one of the uh, it's one of the pinnacles of the away day calendar uh, to uh, to get for a London away day drinking sesh. Well, that's the thing. You've got so many choices around there, and I did have to double check with the uh, the rest of the team. Like, where where are the where are the away pubs? I always forget which ones because they've got so many pubs around there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't realise there are a bunch of away fans in there. Sometimes yeah, you yeah. Don't all together because you know we're the least threatening people on the planet. But you know, there's a there's a couple right near the river. So you know, if you're going. Uh, you go there, you go get off the tube, go to the Eight Bells, you're right next to the river, or you go to the Rocket across the other side, overlooking the Thames. I mean, it's it's a beautiful afternoon out. And, uh, yeah. you know, then you have the nice walk down to the ground. Was it, uh, was it you guys we were playing when a couple of our fans hired a boat to go down the Thames? Yeah, yeah they do. Uh, well, they do like a boat trip. You know, we... Right. Um, who was it last season? It might have been Charlton, actually. I know there's always been, there's been a bit of a tradition of the uh, Fulham to Charlton boat trip and so i think uh you know there was certainly one there but yeah people like to hire the boat <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a novelty for us up north you know what i mean um right then so uh, this is always a weird question to ask one of the opposing players like because uh, from you know to, to look at your own team objectively but who is the most overrated player i mean is mitro really any that good secretly or well, just just on the down low uh yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> a bit. It's just a big lump, isn't it? <laughs> scores a shitload of goals. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's uh, without Metro last season. We would not have got promoted. And if he blows cold, yeah, we don't have a great game usually. Mm-hmm. And we probably put too much through him. But when he's on fire, uh, we need him. And mm-hmm. that is very much our start of play. I mean, we actually played a few games last season without him and did really well. So. Theoretically, if he were to get suspended because VAR picked up on him headbutting someone or something like that through the course of the season, yeah, you know, it might happen. Hypothetically, hypothetically, but yeah. um, we we could play without him. But you know, he really is uh, unless we get a decent backup striker, he really is our only Premier League quality forward. So he's mm-hmm. definitely, you know, he's definitely our main man there. Oh, I mean, this is obviously one of those incredibly subjective questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one player of ours who still gets talked about as if he's the, you know, the focal point of our team is Tom Kearney, who's our, mm-hmm. he's our club captain. He's been mm-hmm. a great servant to the team. He scored the goal at Wembley that got us promoted a couple of seasons ago. He's been, he's had his, uh, you know, he's had his issues over the last couple of years. He got injured a while back and looking at him play it seems he never really recovered or if he did it really affected him or whatever but he's just he found himself on the bench on Saturday and I think that's probably where he's going to find himself you know for the foreseeable um you know he just he, he's just not really sort of cutting it anymore and you don't really know where wow. he's going to play um, that absolutely shocks me because it, 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 if I had to pick out players that had been standout performers for you as a team it'd be Mitrovic and Kearney. Yeah. But you would. I mean, obviously, as you know, I would sort of, when looking at, uh, you know, teams that I don't support, I would look at their players and go, okay, I hear about this guy a lot. And, you know, he's clearly, their, you know, 
most important player. And he was our most important player, but he certainly isn't anymore, which is a shame because I love him. He's a great player. I'm, I'm going to make a note of that then. <laughs> so he'll probably play and score a couple of goals against you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely false sense of security there, isn't it? Like, yeah. Um, so is there anybody that you're going to be missing? Uh, missing on it's Wednesday we're playing, isn't it? Is there anybody you're going to be missing at the game? Somebody who might be out? Somebody who you actually, you know, you think, oh, that's going to be difficult to do it without him, that? No, I think with some of the way our players are playing at the moment, uh, it's if they're playing, it might be difficult. Um, so we've got, we've uh, actually one guy who's just come back into the team, um, who may or may not play tomorrow, uh, is uh, Andre Frank Zambo Anguisa. <coughs> Zambo, if you prefer. Zambo. Yeah, let's uh, go with Zambo. He is our record signing. He cost us about £30 million from Marseille. Uh, in that summer where we spent all the money and got none of the points in the Premier mm-hmm. League. And he went on loan last season to Villarreal and he came back and we were just assuming that he would just ship out again, you know, someone pay money for him to go. He came on against Arsenal and looked really good. And he mm-hmm. played against Ipswich, looked, you know, decent again in the cup. And on Saturday against Leeds, yes, we conceded four goals, but I mean, he was brilliant. You know, he was definitely our best player on the pitch. And I think if and he came in in place of Kearney, so I'm kind of thinking that's where, you know, we've got the midfield core now of um, Harrison Reed, who we signed from Southampton, and uh, Anguissa. Now, who plays in front of them? It's been Josh Onema, who came to well, we Spurs for Cessignon. Um, but he, because oh, he played alone with you, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he was brilliant last season for the second half. This season he's started a little bit off the boil. So, but hopefully he can find his form again. But that's our core midfield three in the league, whether mm-hmm. that's going to be the case. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Again, mental notes, writing down. Um, so, you know, some, one of my you know, most recent memories of, uh, of Fulham, for example, is the one where Ross Wallace scored from about 40 yards away, slapped it in the top corner. Have you got any, any personal memories of your relationship with Sheffield Wednesday, like o- over the years? I, I don't remember that goal. I mean, yeah, it sounds... It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, one of them is a non-Fulham-related one. I mean, mm-hmm. Sheffield Wednesday were one of my first footballing memories because mm-hmm. I remember watching... Uh, both your cup final games in 1993 or 93-94 wasn't it spoiler alert it gets really good in the middle and then it ends terrible (laughs) (laughs) but they were kind of you know back in those days I just remember obviously Sheffield Wednesday played then Um, and then the other one uh, Fulham related is uh, when we played you at Craven Cottage in 2001 and yeah and when I was whatever it was 17. Mm. It's feel old now. Um, but we, I think, what did we do? We, oh, that's right. We scored a last minute equaliser to seal our promotion. Amazing. Oh, 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 and we, we well, gave the, you that, didn't we? It was like we gave you that memory. Or something like that. But it was, a, it was a really big sort of result, I think. And yeah, uh, yeah it was against Sheffield Wednesday. And then, yeah, so I kind of, that I was a, uh, really fondly for conceding that. I think everybody I've done this interview with seems to pick the period of about 2000 to about 2005 where we were absolutely dreadful in order to like, 
you know, pick this big memory that they've, uh, that they've managed to cement into their psyche. And we were just dreadful this whole time. Um, okay. We all to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so normally I ask this about, uh, obviously, championship teams. I mean, Fulham Brack in the Premier League. I mean, what, what sort of season are you looking to have in terms of uh, finishing position? I remember I was doing a, an interview this time two years ago and people were asking me that and I said, oh, I'm going to finish 12th, 13th, maybe 14th at a push and we finished 19th and were horrendous. This time around being slightly more um, realistic uh, or realistically optimistic, I think is the best way of putting it mm-hmm. because there's a lot of pundits out there. Um, I listened to Chris Sutton on Saturday and don't usually take notice of what he says, but in this case, you know, the ears pricked up when he said, oh, no, Fulham are down already. It's like, we've had one game. Oh. It's like, you know, get a grip. I mean, we're not – the team we played as well out was not our first team, you know, mm-hmm. in the games. But it's just like, we – yeah, we weren't great. We weren't awful, but we weren't great. Um, and we do need to get our act together, especially at the back. I mean, against Leeds going forward, we look great. Mm-hmm. At the back, we just, you know, look like a sieve. Um, but Do you reckon that's a hangover from the uh, Kevin Keegan years of, you know, Kevin Keegan wants to win every game 5-4? Do you reckon yeah, exactly. that, you know? Yeah. If we score six and they score five, no biggie. I mean, but that's, that is just, uh, you know, that's how football should be played. Um, yeah, of course. None of this one nil eking out results. I'm Ridiculous. About <laughs> yeah. um, but we, you know, I would like to say we'll finish 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd like to say we finish higher, but realistically, if... Uh, looking at the teams around us, I think you know, we've got to be looking at the West Brom, uh, Sheffield United, I don't think will make it out the, uh, the season. Well, that's making yourself very popular with this podcast already, isn't it? You know what I mean? I didn't even think about uh, the fact You've sensed your audience really well there, Morgan. (laughs) I'm actually just thinking uh, as I was normally thinking, but yeah, yeah, big time. Sheffield United definitely down. Um, (laughs) But then, uh, you've got to look at one of the other teams. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, it's going to be difficult. There's, there's no denying that. Um, we're certainly, everyone's going into it a little bit more, um, you know, certainly more realistic than we were last time around. We haven't spent the crazy money that we did, uh, but we do need to spend some money in sensible places. And I think we've done that so far. It's just about getting this team to gel. So, mm-hmm. and, Well, I'm going to skip this next one over, place to watch coming through, because you, uh, you covered that in the second one, if I remember rightly, with, uh, with Zumba. Is that what he called him? Bumble? No, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not coming through. He, we signed him, but uh, oh, right. he's not a youth player anyway. I don't know he normally spends his time on loan, by the sounds of it. So it could be an unknown quantity. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, when we're allowed to visit uh, to visit games, uh, is there a favourite? Obviously, excluding Hillsborough, you know that's a, that's a gimme. Uh, yeah. Is there some that you uh, you genuinely go, enjoy going to? Doesn't have to be specifically championship, of course. I mean, there must be some away days that you go to. I mean, me personally, I, I really enjoyed going to uh, Dagenham and Redbridge, where their entire ground held as much as our away end. Do, do you know what I mean? I, I like yeah, those. Yeah, I love those grounds. I mean, that's the thing. I used to go and watch quite a bit of non-league football back in my mm-hmm. younger days. Uh, it's great, and I, you know, I remember going to um, where was it? It was York City back in mm-hmm. the early two thousands for an FA Cup game. And it was a proper old concrete, you know, pebble dash stand. You know, if it had been raining, you know, we probably would have been blown away and sort of, you know, drenched and whatnot. And you go in there, you get, you know, 
you go up to the stand and get sort of uh, pie, chips, mushy peas, um, all that. So I mean, it cost you about two pounds fifty or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like I just remember going that that was a great round. And um, yeah, the rumours are true on Northern Pie prices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the, actually one of the best ones we had recently was uh, a couple of years ago. It was the season we got promoted to the championship, and me and a bunch of um, fans walked from Craven Cottage to St Andrews for mm-hmm. our Birmingham game. <clears throat> and the it was quite that was great because it was you know it was a great buzz around getting there um you know despite the fact our feet hurt so that was, you know all the yeah. fans were great yeah, did you have around. to get there and then watch a football game we did and we were 23 games under uh, undefeated and we lost 3-1 and played <laughs> up and we had to go through the playoffs <clears throat> and we won we won up automatically but never mind <clears throat> so yeah I, I you know i do i just enjoy going to away grounds um mm. You know, I even went to the Den last year. Yeah, and... the, yeah. when you haven't got any beef with Millwall, the Den's actually a really cool ground to go to because it's got that, that four-wall vibe that doesn't look like one of those soulless crisp bowls like yeah. Southampton St. Mary's or, you know what I mean, that type of prefab Derby County nonsense that, that seems to be really popular right now. Yeah, the ones that just have different colour seats for me. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, you're quite... You're quite above the on top of the players almost, even though you're in the sort of top tier. It's quite close to the pitch, and I quite like that. Um, so yeah, that's quite that was quite a good one. That's good. There's some good beer plots and spots around there as well. Okay, so finally, this is the last one. I uh, trouble this of everybody, and everybody's been quite respectful and all the rest of it. But you are allowed to say, you know, we're going to win five nil. You know what I mean? Uh, give me a score prediction for the uh, for the upcoming tussle. The tussle is, I think. It's going to be, uh, you know, it's a cut game. Yeah. If you uh, if you put out a decent team, we put out a slightly weakened team. Who knows what can happen? Yeah. Um, but being being a Fulham fan, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say we're going to win two one. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what team we're going to play. I think I think for a manager for a cup game, I think it's a very difficult uh, thing to manage, isn't it? Like it's a very difficult thing to try and predict because you think well they're not going to bother I'll chuck a few of the lads out but it'd be nice to get a win if we win we don't if we do we do that's a really odd way of going into a football game isn't it especially in the championship where you've got so many games and they do come yeah. thick and fast. Uh, the Premier League we kind of you know we've got eight fewer games across the season you do kind of it can work out quite nicely from that point of view uh, but at mm. least we know with these cup games we've got you know they're set over the next sort of few weeks um, so I think this is why you know Players, you know, come on, they're professional players. They should be fit enough to play, you know, two games a week. Let's hope. Let's yeah. hope. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thanks again, Morgan Calton. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. 
let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.